Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Talking About Balls. I am Justin George. I'm here with Kyle Price, as always. Kyle, how you doing? Good. I'm enjoying a nice, uh, lovely alcoholic beverage right now. I'm enjoying a coffee, because I'm an adult, and I'm tired. <laughs> and I had a, an adult day. I was at the mall shopping for, like, fucking three hours today. I'm dead. When you have to call it an adult day, is it really an adult day? Yes, my typical, my typical <laughs> Saturdays consist of just laying around the house, thinking about things that I need to do, and then I just don't do any of them, and I usually take a nap. That's kind of how my Saturdays go. And then Tara comes home from work and bitches about how I laid in bed all day. That's usually every Saturday. That, that sounds like actually a great day, just lay in bed and do nothing. It's great. I love it. I look forward to my Saturdays. But uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about sports and sports-related things. We talk sports and sports accessories. And balls. Hank Hill. Um, so it was a crazy week this week. Week two of the NFL has come and passed. Uh, the Browns did get their first win uh, but because we are a, the fuck did Terry just pull out a butt plug? Did you hear that noise? What was that sound? Uh, we're doing shots. Sweet. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are going to talk all NFL, not just Cleveland, but Cleveland did get their Monday night win against the jets, Oof. uh, very easily. Yeah. Um, but you know, still not looking that sharp. I'm hoping that these are just preseason preseason rust that they're working off, or maybe this team isn't as good as we thought they were. It's a coin toss right now. Yeah, nobody really knows. Sunday is is a much tougher test against the Los Angeles Rams, um, except, you know, the Rams are a fucking good team. The Rams are the defending NFC champions. They're coming to town. The Browns aren't looking too hot. The Rams are 2-0, but they're also not looking too hot. So it's going to be kind of a, a, a dual battle of who can piece it together a little bit on Sunday it's gonna be, night. It's going to be a game. I mean, it's not going to come in. What is it? Three, three and a half point yeah, spread it's, it's right now. It's supposed to be real. They think it's going to be close. The Rams are 2-0, but their 2-0 is not against like great wins. You know, no. they, they haven't played well. They haven't played well together. I think it's still back to the, the preseason rust, like you just mentioned. The fact that I think still in week three, people are still piecing together the offense. I said it last weekend to a couple of my friends is that I literally think Freddie played every damn play in the playbook just to see what worked last week against the Jets. Yeah. And I don't think I didn't see any play ran more than once or maybe twice. No. But and it's like he's trying everything he can think of and to see, okay, that works, that doesn't work. That's where that doesn't work. And then now he's getting prepared for this next five to six weeks. Yeah, and my issue with, with Freddie Kitchen's offense right now, uh is oh, we're getting shots delivered to us right now. Um but my issue with his offense right now is we are not committing to the run and that's that's kind of concerning. What do we have here? Is this uh three olives loopy? All right, three olives loopy shot. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Unofficially and not sponsored by. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Tasty. So good. All right. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we're not we're not running the ball as much as I think we should, and when we do, Nick Chubb has actually been very very uh, successful. So I'm kind of concerned by the lack of the run game. Um, I think it goes back to what you said. I think I think Freddie knows it's there. Yeah. I think anytime he wants to go to the run, it, it's there. I think that's why he didn't have Baker run the damn ball in the last five minutes of the game, and you have him back to throwing the pass. Yeah, because he's trying different things. I, I think he knows when he calls that run play, mm-hmm. Chubb's going to get you five, six, seven yards if he needs to. Yeah, um, and that's why this week he came out in his conferences and said, oh, "I would love to get Chubb the ball more. I would love to give Chubb the, you know, we're all as Browns fans scream, well then fucking give him the damn ball, but." Uh, I think he there's a method to the madness, or at least that's what I'm saying now going into this week. But we'll, I hope we'll so. See. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So I also think that we were in kind of a tough situation on Monday night because we were playing against 
uh, new Jets defensive coordinator Greg Williams, who was, of course, the Browns interim head coach last year. So who would know Freddie Kitchens' offense better than the guy he was just working with last year? So I think we kind of went into Monday really doing different things that that even the team's not too comfortable with yet because you you want to throw off Greg Williams. You don't want to show him hands that you've already played when you guys were together. Well, who's also going to know what bothers the fuck out of Baker Mayfield too? Yeah. I think uh, I think he drew up plays on defense that confused Baker a little bit or just got frust- frustrated him um, and got him off his game a little bit. I we all we I think we both agree that Baker wow, that shot hit hard. <laughs> right there. Uh, excuse me. Um, he came out and he's come out the first two games not having the accuracy that he's known for. Uh, his eyes aren't where they need to be. He's not he's not releasing the ball. I think I threw a stat at you last week that he's top three uh, in quarterbacks in the league that hold on to the ball the longest. I think it's like 3.5 seconds he's holding on to the ball. Yeah, um, and he's really bad when he holds the ball for longer than three yeah, seconds. Yeah, he has multiple interceptions. Um, he gets the ball in two seconds. He has no interceptions, multiple touchdowns, and he's more accurate. So, Got to be quick. I, who knows what's going on? Luckily, this Sunday is going to be the ultimate test of getting the ball out quickly because you are going up against Aaron Donald, Donald, arguably the best defensive player in football. He's going to be in the backfield all day, eating up our offensive line for lunch or for dinner in this case because it is a night game. Late night snack. Yeah. So I expect Baker to really have to be on his A game, and that pressure is going to be fucking real because they're not only bringing Aaron Donald. They also traded for uh, Dante Fowler in the offseason, ex-first-round pick from the Jaguars. And they're just loaded. I think they still have Robert Quinn on the other side of the line. Like they're, They have a really good defense, and it's going to be a real test. Uh, Injury-wise, the Browns did come away with some... There were some big injuries this this, this week in general. Uh, Drew Brees hurt his thumb. He is done for eight weeks uh, in the Browns six. game. They said or six, he, I'm sorry. They said he's not going... They're not going to put him oh, on the IR. they're not putting him on the IR. Yeah, because they okay. assume he's going to be back before that. Uh, ben Roethlisberger fucked up his shoulder, which who gives a tit, yeah. but he is out <laughs> for the year. Um uh, so they're going with Mason Rudolph. We'll get to them in a second because the Steelers are making some questionable moves that we'll talk about. Um, Browns did not come away unscathed on Monday night. They did lose David Njoku to, at the time, just a concussion. But as as it, as it turns out, he landed awkwardly on his wrist, broken wrist. He is on the short-term IR. He is out for at least eight weeks. And uh, Christian Kirksey all of a sudden had a rib injury, and he got put on IR today, and I believe that was season-ending. Yeah, he's done. So he's done for the year. And that was an injury that I didn't even really know about. And the the, the Browns have a lot of fucking names on their injury report Did this week. Did you see that? Did you see that list? It's long, it's like dude. Every fucking buddy who plays is questionable, yeah. questionable, questionable. And, and, questionable. and a lot of them are huge players on defense. Both starting cornerbacks, Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, popped up with hamstring injuries. So it's going to be tough. I know we can fix that, by the way, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so back to the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, ben Roethlisberger hurt his shoulder. He left the game against the Seahawks. He is officially out for the year, claims he's going to come back stronger than ever next year, blah, blah, blah. I hope he retires. I hate the guy, um, but we'll see. However, they now are rolling with Mason Rudolph, who was their backup quarterback, and in a surprise move that I'll get your opinion here, Kyle, but I I thought it was fucking weird. They traded away their 2020 first-round pick to the Miami Dolphins for second-year safety Minka Fitzpatrick, and Minka Fitzpatrick is a really good player. I really liked him coming out of uh, Alabama. I wanted the Browns to like look into maybe drafting him if if it was the right situation, and he is. Uh, going to Pittsburgh for their first-round pick. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are already 0-2. They just lost Ben Roethlisberger for the season. They're going with an unknown quarterback. And their next year's first-round pick isn't theirs, which is the first time. I've, I've, from what I heard, there was a story on, on the radio the other day. It was like 40 years or something like that, maybe longer, 
Uh, the Steelers have always used their first round pick. They've never traded it right. until this year. And it's a very surprise move because I anticipate that they're going to be a bottom 10 team, meaning they'll have a top 10 first round pick. And they just gave it to Miami for a safety, which isn't going to help them when your quarterback's out for the year. And the offense was already struggling with that healthy quarterback. So what are your thoughts, yeah, so Kyle? I, honestly, uh, it's funny because what you just said, it's a couple things. One, as much as we hate Pittsburgh, they've been pretty good about how they run their team, how they manage their team, the draft, the free agency market. To see them go out there and waste a first-round pick, not say waste, but to get a first-round pick and lose I it I almost to, would say waste. I kind of agree unless with Unless he throw the ball, I agree. You know, I made jokes because I got some friends who are Steelers fans, and <clears throat> they were all, all pumped. Oh, we're getting Fitzpatrick. We're getting... My first question was, can he throw the ball? Yeah, I mean, it's a smart trade if, if they had done it the week before Ben got hurt and they were going, fuck it, we're going all in for a big playoff sure. push. Then you go, okay, makes sense. But the news had already come down that Ben's out for the year. Yeah. And then you trade for a safety right. and give up your first round pick. Why you're already 0-2. You're, you're without your yeah. Hall of Fame quarterback. That just it doesn't make sense Why to me. Why don't you just take the season, be mediocre at best like you know you're going to be, Yeah. Um, and get that high draft pick and, and spend it on a quarterback? Because there are some decent quarterbacks coming out some next year. Some damn draft good ones, truly. That you can probably get and bring into your team. And it's funny because the overreaction, we were talking about how Browns fans overreact to everything, which is true. We're Cleveland. We true. do it. You have to. Pittsburgh fans overreacted. The first the first thing I got slapped back in my face when I said, does, he, does, does this guy throw? Oh, we got our quarterback. How do you fucking have your quarterback? Like, you're yeah. going to tell me after three quarters, you're going to say that that's your quarterback? The dink and dunk plays that he pulled off to, to McDonald, who McDonald lit it up in fantasy last week because, right, because that's all the dude could get it to. Yeah, even the Seahawks, were, or they were like, we're not covering this guy. He fucking but blows. there was no tape on this guy. No one knew how he threw. And the one or two deep passes he tried to get to Juju either were short, way over his head, or way behind him. So you're taking one of your, your your top receiver out of the game because you're not going to get the ball to him on streaks like you need to, and you're going to try to just rely on getting the, the crossing patterns and the dink and duck pattern. It's not going to work. He's not a good quarterback. He's a he's a career backup at best. Um, I mean, eat my words. Maybe he'll come out and be the the all star of the you know whatever. But it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that the big issue with them is going to be with Mason Rudolph. I mean, he maybe has a decent game tomorrow. Um, which, I mean, it's not going to be easy because they are taking on a... Uh, I want to say they have a good opponent. I, I have to look up the schedule at the top. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it's like Gardner Minshew right now with Jacksonville. He looks like a damn good quarterback. Dude, I fucking love that, dude. But that's because he doesn't have any tape. Nobody was expecting this guy to play. He now well, teams are, He absolutely did. Okay, yeah, Steelers have the 49ers tomorrow, so it's not the toughest opponent, but it is in San Francisco, which is a hell of a journey from the East Coast. And... Uh, I don't know. San, San Francisco made Cincinnati, uh... and which Cincinnati's fucking god god awful. So it's rightfully so. But yeah, San Francisco is two and zero, and it is going to be a tough op uh, opponent for the Steelers. Which don't get me wrong, I'm pulling for San Francisco. I don't want the Steelers to win, but to be that confident and. I, I kind of understand the trade if you had a young quarterback. Like, if, God forbid, Baker Mayfield got hurt and the Browns decided they're going to trade for Jalen Ramsey two days later, I go, okay, that makes sense. They're banking on Baker coming back next year. Yep. Now we have Jalen Ramsey. He's yep. going to get a year under his belt with this team. And we're going to lock him up going And then, the next yeah, year. then we keep him on the team. That makes sense. But Ben Roethlisberger is like 40 fucking years old. He's constantly banged up, constantly on the, on the verge of retirement, and... Now he's out for the year, and they're expecting him to come back and make them a Super Bowl contender next year. I just find that hard to believe, in my opinion. So if that's their plan, 
kudos for them for having that much confidence. But if, if I was in charge of the the trades and moves, I wouldn't. I would have never made that trade. You saw the statement that Roethlisberger put out, right? Yeah, like I said, he says he's coming back, but better. No, no, than no. Ever. The other statement he put out, he he made sure to let everyone in Pittsburgh, the young ladies, know he's not going anywhere. Oh, okay, that he'll was very still, nice. He'll of still him. be let him around. Know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, He'll be still lurking in the bathrooms for him. Yeah, he's like after. he's like Pennywise, basically. He's always hiding in your <laughs> bathrooms. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So that was a you know good week of football week too. But uh, like I said, a lot of injuries, a lot of quarterbacks, especially, which is the craziest part. Um, well, you got Cam Newton, who's yeah. Cam much, Newton's been hurt forever. He's, he's hurt again. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, right. His what ankle, foot? I don't know. Yeah, it's always a foot issue with he's him. Not, he's not going to do anything. Uh, Ben's out for the year. Drew Brees is out for half. Sam the year. Darnold, I think, is coming back, but he's been gone. Darnold's got like, mono that broke a little bit before we did our show. Yeah, Sam Darnold missed last week's game because he had a case of, of mono, which was you know rare. And they said he's going to miss a couple of weeks, so they had to start uh, Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon got hurt early in the game. R- He's out R- for the R- year. Simeon. So, I mean, my God, quarterbacks are dropping like flies. And, you know, I, I don't want to defend him because it's, he's a Browns player. But so far, what I've seen from Miles Garrett doesn't seem dirty to me. He's making football moves a little late. But the tackling, it's, it's perfect form tackling. Like, Simeon fell on his own leg. So, don't get me wrong. It sucked. But it looks worse for Miles Garrett because he got a penalty flag for roughing the passer on it. It looks worse when you slow it down and you yeah. because everything looks full, worse. Yeah, exactly. But full speed. Full speed. Have, how is a, a guy Miles Garrett what, side? Two hundred and seventy. Like, yeah. Full speed coming at you. Six five two seventy. Is he supposed to jump around? Yeah. You what to are the you right? going to do in that situation? Did you see the fine came down today for him? Forty two thousand yeah. dollars. Well, that was combined, I think. Right, but still, yeah, yeah. forty two thousand dollars playing a fucking game that that's you're. It. That's one game penalty. He's not a dirty player. No, he he, he hits you and. Don't get me wrong. Freddie Kitchens has addressed it and claims he has spoken with Miles Garrett and basically told him, we cannot allow these situations. Please play fast. Please play physical. But you have to play smart also. And on the flip side, it was kind of an interesting story. There was a uh, roughing the passer penalty against Jamal Adams. And Jamal Adams got his fine and he tweeted about it. I love what he said. And he bitched about the NFL and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, he hit Baker right in the fucking head and it was late. So that pop up that Baker had. And Baker Baker shot right up like The Undertaker at WrestleMania. It was fucking awesome. He got right in his face. Um, But yeah, so so players are are pretty pissed off about some of the weak calls. Some of them are good. Some of them, uh, the NFL's missed completely. Like there was a a play against the Steelers uh, Sunday I watched. Russell Wilson got fucking blasted in the head. And oh yeah, I saw. There was that, no flag dude. at all. Inconsistency. It was a late hit. He was hit right helmet to helmet. You can't hit the quarterback in the head. No flag. So it's just yeah, the, the inconsistencies. And then the Denver Broncos got completely fucked on a game because they should have won that game. I didn't see that. What happened? You didn't see that one? No, I didn't. See. Oh yeah, at the end of the yeah, drive. The, the, the yeah. horrible yeah, late yeah, hit. Sorry, Mitch yeah. Trubisky was damn near still had the ball in his hand, got hit, and they called it a roughing the passer late hit, and uh, it ended up. I mean, with like 40 seconds left, the 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 Bears need to drive down to get a field goal. Who would have thought that would have made that field goal, though? Right, because it wasn't the playoffs. That's <laughs> true. Uh, so <laughs> he got him down in uh, in field goal position, field goal range, and the Bears won a game that they absolutely had no business winning. Uh, it was a t- terrible call. I mean, don't get me wrong, fuck the Broncos, fuck John Elway, but it was a fucking horrible call. Uh, I don't know. The NFL's really got to get their shit together. And I forgot the exact play. Uh, the the Saints game. 
they they made Jared Goff fumble. They scooped and, and were gonna score with it. Yeah. So and the refs it was called basically it like the, incomplete the tuck or rule something. Or whatever yeah. Is a, another tuck rule to it that I honestly believe when lo- watching the replay, it was a fumble. It was a fumble. 100%. But guess what? Saints refs. Yep. That's a, that's a battle. And, and that's what I'm saying. That's season. what I was getting at. Like the 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 refing this year, it's fucking terrible. It's oh, it so horrible. bad because. When you fuck up as much as they did last year and on such a high level like they did in that uh, NFC Championship game, you now are going to be under the microscope. So everybody's we as fans, watching we're every seeing freaking play. Like there's there these were probably normal bad calls that would have happened a year ago, but nobody was paying attention. Now everything's under the microscope, so it's fucking crazy and it happens a lot. Uh especially to the Saints. Really <laughs> weird how it just continuously happens to the Saints like there's some sign of, some some kind of curse. But uh, yeah, no, that that absolutely was a fumble that should have been a touchdown. Uh, yeah, so no, they got screwed I, again. It's, it's but crazy. So it's not, that, gonna, it's not gonna change though. As I mentioned a couple a uh, couple minutes ago, talking about Jalen Ramsey. Speaking of week three, I'm sorry, week two on the sideline because they already played their week three game on Thursday. Um, he had a blow up with his head coach Doug Marone. He and Jalen Ramsey were had a good yelling match going on in the middle of the game on the sidelines, and after the game. You know, it was addressed. Doug Marone said, you know, no big deal, blah, blah, blah. And rumors came out that Jalen Ramsey and his agent had requested a trade from the Jags. Now we fast forward to Thursday. He played. And then you fast forward to after the game. It sounds like there are some serious uh, inquiries about him uh, getting traded. And played his best career game, by the way. He, I mean, he's a stud. There. And he, he then came out afterwards and said he wants to play another week for the um, – for the Jags before he comes out or before he gets traded, kind of see how things are going, which I don't understand. Is someone here? I think I hear knocking. This is why you can't have a studio in a public area. You get too many, too many fans knocking at the door. It's we, probably, well, honestly, we blew our budget on too many. It's probably that old lady that can't. was outside or that, that told us ah. she said we were hot on Facebook. She's probably shout here. out to you, by the way. Wink, <laughs> wink. Yeah. So we have a uh, 90 year old groupies. Flooding our Facebook page don't with be love, fucking jealous, telling us that we're hot. Which you know, I'm not going to tell her she's wrong because she ain't. I so. will take it. I will take it. <laughs> but yeah, so Jalen Ramsey has said it's really weird. He wanted a trade, then he played for them, then he said he wants to keep playing and see how things are going and blah blah blah. And it's like you know, you either want out or you don't. And that's the issue when things like that go public because it's hard to come back from that. Because yeah, because now you're always the teammate. Yep. Who wants to fuck out of there? Yeah, your 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 fellow teammates are looking at you, going, "Fuck you!" You know, we're it, struggling it a little bit. It does make me laugh, though. He does say that he comes out, has his career best game. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want to say he did it on purpose, but he stepped up and played that good of a game. Uh, what nine tackles, a forced fumble, I think. Yeah, he's crazy. I mean, he's a stud. Oh, absolutely. It's just funny that now now you're saying, "Oh, I'll play another week." It's like who's running the fucking team is the question. And that's the big issue with the NFL right now is who's running the who's running the league players or the front office personnel because the amount of players that are demanding trades and, and holding out and doing things like that it's getting pretty bad in the NFL to be honest I mean you had the offseason bullshit with Melvin Gordon still going on you have Trent Williams who's refusing to play for the Washington Redskins you had uh, Zeke hold out till the last minute got a contract last year you had Le'Veon Bell miss an entire season but every player who gets their way makes it worse for the players after yeah Meaning, then you had, you had Jadevian Clowney. Yeah. He held out, and he got traded to the Seahawks, yep. which worked out for both teams, it looks like. But still, like the way you have guys holding out, demanding trades, and demanding specific things that, you know, who the fuck is in charge in, in this league? Well, it's, it's kind of one of those catch-22s because as, a, as an owner, 
you want the talent to win. You you want that player. So Jerry Jones, example, perfect example. Let's go to the Zeke Zeke thing. Yeah. Holds out. He wants more money. He's two still two years left in his contract. I think we talked about this in our second or third episode. Yep. Um, about do you? Pay, I mean, is it worth it? Is he doing the right thing? Okay, so you need him as a player in your team. That offense in Dallas, I hate the Cowboys, but they're doing well so far. And Zeke is a part of that. I mean, Zeke came back his first game, no preseason, no practice, and came out and had, I think, 100 Yeah, I mean, he, he, took, he took the offseason very seriously, even yeah, though he was in the middle of a holdout. He stayed the in great thing, shape. Though, like, you, you, you draft these players, you invest time into them, you need them to win because they're a crucial part of your offense. So who, I mean, truly, they, they the players now understand that. Well, not, not now, but they do understand that. And they know they're more valuable to you so you need to give them what they want or they're walking away i mean some players some coaches or owners are willing to whatever fuck you get the hell out of here um but others are going to bend and jerry jones is one of them he definitely yep. bent and said okay you know what you're right here's the money and he's they made him the what the highest highest paid running, paid running back, right? back yeah and I, mean, I hate to say it but they almost have to get legal about things because what you can do is if it these guys, as much as you don't want to admit it, I guess, they are under contract. So if they have two years left on a deal and they decide they're going to hold out for more money, that's unfortunately breach of contract. That's exactly why you have those things. Because if, you, if you're working a normal job, you know, let's say you're working for the government or something and you have a five-year contract or something, you know, whatever, just a hypothetical thing here. And you're on year four and you still have a year left and you just decide, I'm not coming in until you give me more money. And they're like, well, no, you already have this contract. You have to follow it through. And you're like, nope, staying home. And they're like, oh, my God, I guess we have to give you a new contract. It doesn't work like that. You are in breach of contract. You, You can get sued. There are legal ramifications. Why are we not holding NFL players to that standard? Because as shitty as it is. Why didn't the Dallas Cowboys take fucking Zeke to court? Why don't the Chargers do that with Melvin Gordon? You are under a contract. I get it. They're fining him. He's not getting paid for things, but they should still try to get recoup money back because you signed this long-term deal. Follow it through. Well, I mean, I would assume it's because that's not in the contract that they're signing. I mean, I get it, the fines and stuff. Yeah. But if you're going to do that, then you need to write that in fine that's, print. That's what I'm saying. I mean, who knows oh, yeah, what the absolutely. actual language is in a contract. But Like I every mean, day you miss, you pay us back. A contract is a contract. You that's how I look at bonus, it. You forfeit the season. You pay us a $2 million. Yeah. Some crazy amount of I get it. Yeah, let's say. That let's would say, force a player to play. Yeah. Brad Pitt signs a contract to do a movie. Eight months he needs to film. Month six, he kind of goes, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm, I'm leaving. I want more. And they're like, we have two months left to film. We got to finish this movie. You know, do they cave and just give him the money? Or do they say, fuck you. I'm taking you to court. You're breaching contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I, I think they need to they need to let the players know that they can no longer call the shots like that is basically what I was getting at. Because it is getting really fucking bad. It's yeah, turning into the NBA. Someone needs to draw the line in the sand somewhere. Yeah. But who's going to be the first case? It's so shitty in any sport. I don't care what it is, basketball, football, Basketball's whatever. Basketball is the worst. Yeah, like the way these guys just go, no, I want to play here, demanding, trade me here. And like it, it works out, and they hold out, and they do all this shit. And we as fans kind of know as soon as that rumor starts, it's like, it's okay, done. well, that's where he's going to end up because that's, that's they all get their fucking way. And, I mean, same thing with like Antonio Brown. He We'll get to him here in a second. Uh We'll come back to him. He 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 left this. Got traded from the Steelers because he was a bit of a nutcase. Uh, new contract with the Oakland Raiders. Everything they uh they they pay him. They trade for him, and then he goes crazy. And they have to get rid of him early on in the season. Then he goes to New England and he has to get cut again. It's like this guy's just a fucking nutcase, but he keeps he's breaching contracts. That's kind of how yeah. I look at it. Like, and I think the Patriots did the right thing because if I'm not mistaken, he's due a big roster bonus, nine million dollars. And there's a lot of people saying he's not getting it. <clears throat> no, he went from. I promised thirty million this year to one hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars. He's going to make. 
Yep. That's a fucking swing. And you can count that, uh, kiss that 150000 goodbye for that's going to be for legal fees because of all these fucking accusations he's got going against him. Absolutely. So things are going pretty bad for him. Fuck uh, him. I wish he still played for the Steelers, though. I really I do, too. But, I mean, in his defense, he left them in shambles. Because Juju is not a true number one wide receiver no. like they tried to bank on. No, Juju's James only Conner open doesn't do Brown. yeah. James Conner doesn't do shit anymore without a good passing game. And Ben Roethlisberger's looked horrible, and now he's out for the year. So yeah. the Steelers are falling apart without Fuck Antonio him. Brown and Le'Veon Bell, and it's great for me. But before we get too deep into Antonio Brown's saga, we will Pun talk intended. a little bit about Jalen Ramsey, who <clears throat> we were just talking about. If you, there are a ton of rumors swirling around um, that he, you know, obviously he wants traded. There's a lot of teams interested because he is a stud. And rumor has it the Browns are one of those teams. Kyle, would you do it? I, I absolutely would. What and would you give up for him, though? Um, what's, I, what's, I, what's too much? Nah, you know, I think the asking price right now is two first-round picks, and I would do it. Um, the Browns are not going to pick high for the next couple years. The Browns are not going to be picking high in the draft, and I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing that they're not going to. Yeah. So you're giving up two future late first-round picks for a stud. Yep. For a guy who you bring in who solidifies your 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 defensive corners as the best in the league, you now have the best defense, the best secondary, and you go out there and you win fucking games. I'm sorry. I, I, a proven talent is more valuable than an unproven talent. And I know we all want to say that Greedy Williams and, and, and Ward are going to be these studs. I get it. Ward's a stud. He is. He's going to be great. He's going to be better. Mm-hmm. So you slide him to number two. You, you trade away two future late-round first picks. You bring in the stud. Now you have the best one, too, and you take Greedy, and he's your float in. You bring him in when you need to. Especially the way the NFL is nowadays. The NFL, typically, you're going to have three wide receivers out there, so the defense is going to be in a nickel package. That's, most teams' base package is a nickel because you're going to need three corners. You can slot Greedy into the slot right there. Exactly. So if you're three oh, so corners... You agree with me. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't get oh. me wrong. I, I love the talent. And, I mean, I don't think there's too much of a price to pay on a proven, talented player because... I love John Dorsey. John Dorsey has drafted so beautifully for the Browns, gotten us into this position that we yeah. are. He's made great trades, things like that. And uh, I look at the last draft. So we got Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward, second round Nick Chubb, and Austin Corbett. So we had a miss. Yeah. That's a miss. It happens. But it, exactly. Yeah, you're not going to go 100%. Uh, fast forward to this year, we traded that first round pick for Odell Beckham Jr. Amazing upgrade. Great best move. First round pick ever. Yeah. He was he was the best first round pick in that entire draft. And we got um, him at seventeen, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> and then the way I look at it too is without that first round pick, we were still able to get Greedy Williams, who a lot of people had pegged as a first round pick. Uh, talent wise, definitely could have been a first rounder. So I mean, as a Browns fan, I'm looking at that going, we could definitely survive without a couple first round picks if we're getting a talent like Jalen Ramsey because it NFL is the ultimate team sport. It truly is. Every piece of the machine needs to be working fluidly for everything to work and with our defensive line miles garrett leads the league in sacks miles garrett leads the league in quarterback pressures and hits and hurries and shit like that he's dominating truly is um now imagine when he's rushing the passer that passer is then trying to find a receiver that's now being covered by jalen ramsey denzel ward greedy williams that's pretty scary absolutely so I, I put the question on our Facebook page because I wanted to see a reaction of people who follow us. True. And and, and as I thought, everybody said no. I would not do it. I wouldn't trade and for it. You know what? In, in, in Browns fans' defense, that's because we do covet first-round draft picks. We, draft picks yeah. are our favorite things because we're so used to being shitty. Every one is so valuable because every year we're picking top five, top ten. So you're looking at those draft picks and you're like, you can't get rid of that. What the fuck's wrong with you? What right. are you thinking? Now, last year, fans still haven't really grasped that we were picking 17th. We traded it for Odell Beckham Jr. 
nobody in their fucking right mind even remembers who the 17th pick was in last year's draft exactly. because all you think of is we had Odell Beckham Jr. I don't give a fuck about the draft. It, you need to break away. And they understand. won't. The loser's mentality is stuck. But that's the problem, and that's it's why I cemented. think I'm glad, that, I'm glad that you and I are on the same page with this because I honestly kept quiet all week about my thoughts on the Rainsby thing. Yeah, I put it out there. I wanted to see what people thought. But the entire week, I'm like, absolutely, let's go do it. Don't get me wrong. If it's the right price, I do it, sure. but I don't overpay. Well, and two first round picks. Would you? That's to me, that's fair. If if that's all they want, I think I would do that. Um, but at the same time, I would also be making some phone calls because, call me crazy. I know our offensive line has been decent. I think it needs an upgrade. Oh, it does absolutely. So I kind of look at this and I say, before I give up two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey, who's an immediate game changer, great player. Is there an offensive lineman I could get? Is there a tackle or a guard that I could get right now for maybe a little bit less or maybe one of those first-round picks? Sure. That's a, a perennial Pro Bowl offensive line, stud, everything. Like, if the asking price isn't too high on who I mentioned earlier, Trent Williams, who's holding out in Washington, if the the price isn't that high... You could get him for a second-round pick. I right now, the rumor is they are trying to get a first for him. But he's 30-something years old, so that's a huge gamble because then you're giving up a first-round pick for a guy that's kind of reaching the end of his career. Um, but like, like what I was trying to say is like I don't want to give up all of our draft picks, but I think area of need is offensive line. So I think Dorsey should be doing his due diligence in that area first before you worry about Jalen Ramsey. Imagine a trade being pulled off that's a 2020-2021 first round for Jalen Ramsey and then a 2020 second round for Williams in, in, in uh, out of – uh, Washington. Uh, I would be a little worried about that if I'm being honest. At that point, I think you are losing a lot of draft picks yeah. and because you're trading for guys that are under contract already. So that really fucks your cap because you want those rookie contracts. A rookie contract is so valuable in the NFL because you're guaranteed with a first round pick, you get four years with a fifth year option at a base uh, right, pay, right. which is perfect. And then second round picks and beyond, I think are fourth, uh, four year contracts. Right, with we, no, we have to no pay, We're gonna have to pay Miles here. What in two years? Yeah, so Miles is gonna be due, and then and in three years you're gonna have Baker. Ward. You're gonna have oh, yeah, Baker, Baker. You're gonna have Nick Chubb. Chubb. You're gonna have. I mean, Jannard Avery's not playing anymore, but veteran wise, you're gonna end up having to maybe pay or get rid of Jarvis Landry in a couple of years. Odell, David Njoku's contract is getting close. He's the same year as Miles Garrett, even though with the this last set of injuries and the way he's kind of played. My opinion, I don't think David Njoku has played to any amount of no. any 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 success. Truthfully, I think he's an expendable kind of player. Agree. And I, I don't think he would have seen a second contract in Cleveland, but just he, maybe he didn't get hurt this year. And let's just say hypothetically, he doesn't get hurt. He has a great year. He has you know eight to ten touchdowns, a thousand yards. Looks like a stud tight end. Boom. There's another guy you got to pay. Yeah. If you trade for Jalen Ramsey, he's still currently on his rookie contract, but he's ready to get paid. You're going to have to pay him, make him the top paid corner in the NFL. So long game, you don't want to fill up with these veterans because it's going to fuck you in the end. You really do need those rookie contracts. Sure. So I don't know. I, I think losing out on at that point, you're looking at at least three draft picks that are gone. That are three really good players. You should have gotten for really good contracts kind of fucks you. So in the long game, it, it's a tough call for, for Dorsey. It truly is. At the end of the day, I don't think it's going to happen, though. I don't think Dorsey's going to make that trade. I agree. I, I think that Dorsey is of the mindset right now. His focus is that offensive line and trying to keep that quarterback on his feet. And um, 
I, I mean, I think he thinks like every other Browns fan that our secondary is good enough. I look at what Jalen Ramsey did too on the sideline with Doug Marone as a little bit of a warning sign for what yeah, he what could possibly that be yeah, like. True. I mean, the flip side of it, I love his talent. Mm-hmm. If that's all we had from him was his talent. Yeah. Perfect. However, but you're, you're getting his attitude. Yeah. If you're going to blow up on the sideline, the guy showed up to training camp in a Brinks truck because he wanted to insinuate how he, you know, he's ready to be paid. And then he's getting into fights with his head coach. And Doug Marone's a well respected, but in the NFL a long time. Um, and he's getting into an a yelling match on the sideline. Now we have a rookie head coach, Freddie Kitchens, who has been in the NFL a long time, but he's a rookie head coach. And what if Jalen Ramsey's unhappy one day and they're going at it? You know what I mean? I mean, that's trouble. You don't want that kind of trouble on your team when you already have a roster full of guys that some people think are questionable. You have Kareem Hunt here. You have Odell Beckham, who's a great person, but can be a little bit of a diva. Who hasn't really been a diva yet, though? Truly. I mean, the most he's done is the whole stupid watch fiasco, which I personally don't give a shit about. But other people try to, like, rag on him. Like, he went to the Met Gala, and he wore a skirt or kilt or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I think it was shorts. Was it a kilt? I thought it was a kilt. Uh, Either way. So people were talking shit and making it, like, a big thing. And then, even though he didn't do anything, people were still like, oh, Odell Beckham trying to, you know... He here he is out there. He shouldn't be at these fashion shows and doing this and doing that. And it's like the guy just showed up, and you guys are critiquing everything he does. He didn't do anything, right? So it's kind of like it's unfair criticism. But there are guys like that. Then Baker Mayfield, obviously. If you're not a Browns fan, I think you hate him. If you are a Browns fan, you love him. That's kind of how that works for that guy because right. of his attitude. Yeah. Well, so we, we have a lot of attitudes. We have a lot of personalities on this team. Jalen Ramsey coming here could could be a disaster. I mean, obviously, you never know. Yeah, like I said, if it was a talent we're just getting, nothing else, I'd love it. But you know, at the end of the day, I think Dorsey's going to make the decision to um, avoid that trade. And if he has to make a trade, try to make a trade for uh, a lineman somewhere. I would think so, too. Now, speaking of players with baggage, with a ton of talent, as we said earlier in the episode, Antonio Brown cut from the New England Patriots because more shit came out about all these allegations. He is still claiming innocence, which, you know, more power to him. No one knows a true story. However, uh, detailed group texts have come out of Antonio Brown basically with, I guess you would, I, I'm, I'm, you could basically just call it witness intimidation, or I would say, or... You about the, the chat, the text that he sent the woman with a picture of her kids? Yeah, he's, he's wanting people to investigate these people, and basically he's you know, doing some shady shit behind the scenes. And that was enough for the Patriots to pull the plug on that experiment. He was there for one week. He did catch a touchdown. He had a very good game. Looked Most like targeted receivers since yeah, 2013. Looked, looked like things were going to be pretty good for the Patriots as if they couldn't get any better. Um, but yeah, New England pulled the plug. So things are about to get really bad for Antonio Brown because when you have been in one year traded from your your birth team, if you will, the team that drafted you, the, the Steelers didn't want you anymore, traded you to Oakland, and then Oakland said "fuck you" and got rid of you, and I uh, and o- yeah, Oakland was sick of your shit and traded you to New England. And then New England, you only last a week before more allegations and and things come out, and then you're cut again. Is this the end of the road for Antonio Brown? Yes, he's played his last game. I you think? Th- yeah, I don't think any team's gonna roll the dice and try to get him on his team. It's not worth the risk. The off the field shit not worth it. The on the field bullshit he pulled is not worth it. He's a head case. We both agree on that. Yeah, I don't think I think he's played his last game, uh, his last touchdown in New England from Tom Brady's gonna be his last touchdown he ever catches. Interesting take. I could see that. I 100% can. But at the same time, uh, the way I look at the NFL is, <clears throat> and it's been like this forever. It's nothing new. But talent trumps everything. Because I look at a guy like Josh Gordon. 
Josh Gordon is a walking red flag. However, he's still making a career in the NFL. Don't get me wrong. What he's been doing is nowhere near as fucked up as Antonio Brown. But I still think the talent just trumps everything in the NFL. And I, part of me thinks there's going to be one team that's going to come calling to Antonio Brown now. What about Kaepernick, though? I mean, not to throw a political thing out there, but uh, that one's uh, that's an ownership thing. Kaepernick had talent. I mean, yeah. he's not the best quarterback. He's like an Antonio Brown's probably one of the best receivers, right? Um, but he literally made a stance on something, did something that no one agrees with or likes. I thought your house was fucking haunted for a second. No, I got fucking asshole cats. That um, are but fighting right but now. I but he's he's not going to be signed by anybody. He's not going to come out. He's not going to play. And I don't, and I think the same thing with Brown. He's done. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. There's something something off with uh, Antonio Brown. Ever since he got hit by Vontaze Perfect, he has been a fucking head case. Um, well, this shit took place before that, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, he's really gotten crazy oh, after yeah. that. No, that, that that perfect hit was like 2016 or 15. That was wasn't that the playoff game? He no, got was, fucked I think up. It was a, two two years ago, 2017. I don't know. We'll look it up while we're talking. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, Antonio Brown is kind of a head case and everything, but I do think the talent trumps, and Kaepernick, as you said, Kaepernick's a really good quarterback, uh, led a team to a Super Bowl, everything. However, I have some interesting thoughts on that one. Not interesting, I guess, but, but just some thoughts. Um, he, he, The rumors have it that he's asking for a little too much money for a backup quarterback, and that's the real reason he's not getting... Um, signed by anybody but i don't really know if that's true or not because i could see him at this point just being like all right i uh 2018 2018 mm-hmm. no 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 2016 i was gonna say i'm getting 16 that was the playoff game so i thought it was 16 yeah. so it's yeah. been three okay. years so three this years. was before all this shit went yeah, down right. so maybe it is a heck maybe that's, it is a there's a lot of people that think that 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 he got so fucked up that like he changed him as a person <laughs> personality wise down so anyways back to your Kaepernick. but yeah so kaepernick the rumors have it that he's been asking for a little too much money to be a backup quarterback and that's the actual reason why he hasn't been signed however we'll never know the truth on that i personally think it's a these white owners just don't want any of the pu- negative publicity because half your fan base is Republican, half your fan base is Democrat, and when you're mixing politics, you might lose some fans, and they're saying it's not worth it. Because you know the first game that he is out there for, he's absolutely fucking going to kneel their national yep. anthem. People are going to boo. It's going to be a huge story. and, and that's Every the- camera is going to be on him. Is yeah. he going to kneel? Is he not going to kneel? That's you know? the craziest thing to me is like you look at a team like right now, like I said, there are a ton of injuries going on in the he NFL. Can absolutely help Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, Pittsburgh, he would be perfect for them. He would probably be better than Teddy Bridgewater in in, uh, in in New Orleans. He would probably be better than whoever the fuck Carolina's starting on Sunday for Cam Newton. I don't even remember who the hell they're starting, no, if I'm being Kelly. honest. Is it Josh Kelly? Yeah. yeah. I, know, I, I thought he just got promoted. I didn't know he no, was I actually starting for them. Is, yeah, I think it is Kelly. Either way, Kaepernick's a better pick than that, or, or solution. But So I think he is just blacklisted by the NFL at this point because, I don't know. No, sorry, Kyle Allen. I was way off. Okay, that's right. I was going to say, I thought they promoted uh, Kelly this week, I thought. but Kyle Allen, that's your quarterback. You mean to tell me Kyle Allen's going to give you a better shot to win than Colin Kaepernick would? Absolutely. It's the first name. It's the first name. Exactly. That's why. All Kyles are good. (laughs) We'll make a poll about that question later. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so Kaepernick, I think, has been blacklisted, and I think that might happen to Antonio Brown. However, I I don't know. I got this weird feeling that just because he is so good, someone might take a chance. Hmm. Um, Sounds like a good poll question put out there. Does Antonio? Yeah, does Brown is Antonio has, is he done down. in the NFL? Yeah, yeah. we'll put it out later. I like it. So send us your answers to that, people. Um, 
So enough about football for now. That was a good recap of week two. We're going to move on a little bit, talk a little baseball here. We will end the episode with our picks for week three because... We're going to talk about our peaks, peaks, picks for last week too. Yeah, we'll go over everything. Um, so baseball season is winding down. We are into... How many games left? Are we at single digits? I think we're down to eight. Seven. Yeah, so we're in single digits here. Um, I mean, the Indians are still in it as much as I've tried to bury this team all year. They I think are, it's helping. Every week you I think so, too. They're and, winning and out they of spite. You. So right now we have the Yankees have clinched the AL East. The Astros have clinched the AL West. The Twins Boo. are four, four games ahead of the Indians. Uh, so we kind of need them to lose every game and us to win every game, basically, to win the division. So yep. I think it's safe to say the division may be out of reach. Uh, wild card, though, Athletics have a two-game lead over the Rays and the Indians, who are tied for the second-place spot in the wild card, which could mean we could be playing a one-game playoff Dude, I to hope see so. who gets in the one-game wild card playoff. I hope so, because that that's never happened before in history. And how? No, I think how, it has. Didn't no, it? There was a tiebreaker. Really? There was a tiebreaker game a, wild a couple card years ago. Tiebreaker. I want to say there was. If I'm not mistaken, fans out there who are listening live. AKA none of you tell us at home <laughs> <laughs> who, who can tell me this information. Uh, let's look it up. MLB. Um, That's why I w- wish we were live on like the radio. Let's go to a caller. Yeah, let's get, a, let's get a caller. <laughs> MLB tiebreaker wildcard. Uh, did our waitresses go away? I need to, I think so. Maybe another shot. Cause that was actually really good. That actually was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's hard to look. I don't even know what to look up. If you haven't found it yet, it means it hasn't happened. So It might have. I don't know. Either I, don't, way, I, don't I, remember, th- I thought I don't, it did. I don't remember a tiebreaker wild card game ever happening. I thought it was like two years ago or because something like that. There was a game. Did we just the second wild card like maybe four, three, four years no, no, ago? No, no, I, no. No, it was uh, – it's been about ten years or so. The second wild card spot. There's yeah. only been a wild card spot. Yeah, no, no, no. The, I, the, the play-in game, I think it's been like about – you know, maybe not ten years, maybe eight or nine, but it's been it's been a while. But I know we used to have only a one one wild card. Game. Yeah, yeah, that was up until like eight years ago or so. Okay. And they they moved it That's to the play in right. game. Um, I just I could have swore that there was a a play in game not long ago. I could have swore. Yeah, maybe I'm I wrong. I just don't know if there's ever been a tie to get into the play in game than to get into the playoffs. Yeah. No, I thought there was. I really do. A couple of years ago, I could have swore there was a game where these two teams had to play. Winner made it to the wild card game. And then the loser obviously well, is I mean, done. You're, the next never, day, you're never wrong, so it's probably you're probably swore. right. Like it's just something <laughs> in my memory. And that's thank you, Kyle, for bringing up a good point. I, I am <laughs> rarely wrong. <laughs> uh, but as it sits, as your point is, as it sits right now, if the, if the, if we were to end the season right now, uh, the Indians would play the Rays on September 30th for a one-off tiebreaker game to get into the wild card game. Winner goes and plays at Oakland, and then the winner of that game moves on to play the lovely Astro uh, Houston Astros. And I will say, as much shit as I've talked about them this year, the Indians have overcome a ton. I mean, you start the season off, you lose Corey Kluber for the year. Then Carlos Carrasco gets diagnosed with leukemia. You trade Trevor Bauer. On top of that, you have... um, Is it a fucking bullpen game already? We got Perez in the fifth? Interesting. I don't know. I have to to look into that. Um, But then you lose. You've lost uh, Jose Ramirez with a broken hand. You just lost Jason Kipnis for the year. You've lost Tyler Naquin. These injuries are fucking absurd. The Indians have had to go through. I, I'm probably missing a few people. You started the year off without Francisco Lindor. Um, so it, it's been really hard for this team, truthfully. Well, it's funny. They had a side-by-side the other night. I think it was Thursday night of the opening game day lineup. Oh, it's not even close. It's the lineup yeah. that is right now, and it's like, what the hell? 
Yeah, so the Indians have overcome a lot. I'll give them credit for that. It, more so, I'm going to give credit to the team. The They're kind of like the bad news bears. They're an underdog story. It's like the movie Major League, basically. This team should not be winning. This team should not even be close to a playoff spot, and yet here they fucking are. I like it. And I think all the credit, 100%, goes to Tito Francona. The guy is amazing. I think you give him manager of the year right now because of what he's done with this team. And You know he's going to win it, though. It's going to be the dude up in Minnesota. Probably. Or, uh, I mean, it could go to... I could see him giving it to Aaron Boone with the Yankees. They got Fuck the best. They yeah. have the best record in baseball. Yeah, you should have the best. Or record the in Astros. They'll get it to fucking. Uh, who's their manager? Is I'm, it still? It's. I don't give a fuck. That's what yeah, I don't is. remember. Not Ned Yost. I don't fuck. I don't care. Uh, fuck the Astros anyway. Fuck them and the Yankees. <laughs> but, uh, you like Murderers Row 2.0. You should have the best record in baseball. Right. So yeah, they. Uh, I don't know. I think I think you give it to Tito Francona just because of what he's done with this team. But I, I'll I'll forever be mad at the Indians because of the Dolans. I hate the fucking Dolans. I think I say it every week. I can't stress it enough. You think they'll I don't hear like us the once eventually? Yeah, they. I, I got I got sources that tell me they listen. Do so, they? Yeah, yeah. Well, good. Dolan they is actually need the, to listen to this. He thing. actually has the. He's catfishing people on Facebook. He's running that old ladies page that told us. Oh, we're hot. That yeah, we that's were hot. actually the Dolans. Man, he's trying to get at their heartstrings <laughs> right now. He's trying to get us to like him. That's why he did it. He was like, I heard they like old ladies. We're gonna get Nev to introduce us in person from Catfish, and we find out it's Dolan. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking I'm going to set up a meet and greet. We'll see if he shows up. <laughs> um, but yeah, National League, you have the Dodgers have clinched the West. You have the... You want a beer? Uh, yeah, sure. What, which one? In the white fridge, I have the Natty Natterday uh, seltzers. You can grab me whichever one. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to me ordering a drink. That's yeah, okay. That's what you get <laughs> um, for listening to us. So the Braves have clinched the NL East. The Dodgers have clinched the NL West. And the wild card, I believe, is locked basically almost for the Nationals uh, and Brewers. Yeah, it's Brewers and Nationals. Yeah, October nobody 1st. Else can, yeah, no, nobody else can no get there. Nobody else can get that now. Uh, and then the Cardinals, well, it could change with the Brewers because the Cardinals. Um, How do you feel with Bryce Harper? You know, you leave the Nationals and you're not I mean, I think it's funny. Year. And he's 0 for 5 with 4Ks in his series against yeah. the Indians. Well, that's the issue with baseball is these guys leave and they get these fucking crazy contracts. And baseball is another. It's a super team sport. So I don't give a fuck how much money you pay one guy. Your team's probably not going to be that good if you don't really put pieces around him. And I know the Phillies tried. They traded for JT Realmoto in the offseason, which he's the best catcher in baseball. So that was a really good trade for them. But that just wasn't enough. And then you have... Um, like Mike Trout is just rotting away in Los Angeles because they Poor gave him soul. a huge contract and they won't put the money into the rest of the team. I mean, they tried. They brought in uh, Otani, who I don't think was a good idea. Personally, I wasn't a fan. Um, but freak, freak athlete, though. True. But yeah. And that's a three-run home run. And on cue, Kyle just talked shit about Bryce <laughs> Harper, and he just gave them the lead. I'll do the cranberry. Thank you very much. And so, yeah, now the Indians are down 5-4 to four out of nowhere. I should shut the fuck up a about that. quick turnaround there. But, yeah, that is the problem with baseball. Guys go to teams with huge contracts. Look at Manny Machado. Manny Machado signs with the Padres. The Padres just fired their fucking manager today because they haven't won shit. So you're investing all this money and a ridiculous amount of money, truth be told, like hundreds of millions of dollars into these players, but you're not uh, spreading it around properly. 
and you're not a team like the Yankees that's going to attract ridiculous players. And baseball contracts are ridiculous. They're absurd. It's an absurd thing. They need a fucking cap in baseball. Like I know listening to it on like ESPN, you're like, oh, this so-and-so signed for six years and $175 million. You're like, oh, whatever. But that's a lot of fucking money. No, it is crazy to think about in, in sports terms like that because, yeah, imagine right now if your boss came to you and said, I'm going to offer you a million dollars for the year, you would shit your fucking pants. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's these athletes that are like, oh, I can get $30 million, And you're like... That's eh, not a bad that's deal for him. That's not money. bad. Yeah, that's not we're, bad. We're gonna pay you. We're gonna pay you six years, one hundred and sixty million. But we're gonna guarantee right off the bat a bonus or whatever of of twenty million. Like we're getting to the point now. We're like, yeah, in a couple of years they could come out and say like, <clears throat> Brown signed Baker Mayfield to a five year, hundred million dollar contract, twenty million a year, and we would be like. Wow, that's actually kind of low. I can't believe he signed that. <laughs> Meanwhile, if yeah, if I got offered like a hundred thousand dollars, I'd be like, all right, whose dick do I got to suck? I'll gladly do it for a hundred thousand. <laughs> that's your price. I was wondering what your price. No, was it's way cheaper. Dick. I'm just oh, saying, hundred thousand dollars will get you a marathon. Um, <laughs> I will just like line cir- them up. It's yeah, like a circle jerk to surround you. All Basically, right, yeah, then. just like a glory hole. Just keep shoving them in. I don't care. Hundred thousand dollars. Put the duct tape on the glory hole. That way, you know, you don't cut yourself. Yeah, actually, I just I just lube the whole thing up. Do you put a uh, a viewing slot through it? No, I don't want to see anybody's eyes. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, no, I want to know you from the dick only. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle, just spit up his beer. Like, I want one to come through, and I'll be like, Jim? <laughs> like, I want to know I want to know the dick. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so baseball, things are heating up. The Indians, like Our I said, transition, they... transition, by the way, from baseball to dick sucking back to baseball, top notch. You only can get that on talking about Yeah, balls. I'm really good. At, I, I have no issues with the segue because <laughs> there are a lot of people that try to, like, transition a show properly. Like, okay, we need to talk about this, this, this. I just fucking go with it. I don't care. Wherever we end up, we go. I Basically, consider me a, a, a ship captain, but I have no idea what I'm doing. So we just hit the open water. Wherever we go, we go. Iceberg That's how this ahead. goes. Fuck it. Yep. Full speed. Is that an iceberg? Let's go see. And if the waves want us to go somewhere else, then we're going somewhere else. <laughs> I like it. But, uh, but yeah, so baseball things are heating up. Like like we just said, live, the Indians did just uh, go down. I mean, the game's not over, but they are now losing 5-4. to four. Um, Huge game. It's it's important. You got you to gotta win as many as you can because Tampa Bay seems to be winning. New York Yankees have said they're going to be – benching some of their starters because they've already clinched the division so which means and, Tampa and the Rays Bay are playing some, them yeah. so that's only going to make things a little bit easier for them so the Indians are in kind of in must win games every single night and as I've said before it's going to make me sound like a piece of shit Cleveland fan and a lot of people might get a little upset with me but I don't care I don't want this team to make the playoffs because I do not want the Dolans to be able to hang that over our heads that they shed so much salary in the offseason. It still made the playoffs. They told us, enjoy Frankie when you can. We're not paying him. And then, yeah, like you said, still made the playoffs. I just think, fuck you. I don't want to win like that. I don't want to see them go to the playoffs, <clears throat> possibly win a wild card game, and then possibly play the Astros and get swept in the first round again. And then the fans are going to come out and say, oh, man, well, at least we made the playoffs. Like, fuck that. Stop settling it's, for the it's fucking playoffs. It's so funny playoffs. how we're, we're, I hate we're, it. we're happy with mediocre in Cleveland. Like, I've never been that kind of person. I'm not the kind of guy that's like, well, hopefully we just get in. It, 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 like, I'm not that kind of guy like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. Like, fuck you. I want to win the whole goddamn thing. Like, oh, I'm so glad I got to come to your birthday. I really wasn't sure if I was going to get an invite, but here's your gift. I'm just glad to be with everybody. Fuck that. I want to come in and steal the fucking show. I want to win it all. That's I not hate the that. Fucking truth, my God. Yeah, if we're make if if I have a team that makes the playoffs, it's championship or bust. There's no fucking second place trophies. There's no hey, congrats, you at least made it to the you know second round, something like that. Like win the whole fucking thing. So with that said, so that's you're, it. You're not gonna be just happy that the Browns make the playoffs this year, then not to change back to football, but 
I'm happy if the fucking Browns make the playoffs this year. I'm no, because I I mean I'm not 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 I'm not calling you a loser when I say this. I don't mean it that way, but that's loser's mentality to me. That hurts to say. I just want to be in the playoffs. If we make the playoffs, that means we have as good of a shot to win the Super Bowl as every other team in the playoffs. And if we lost in the playoffs... Or we just have a really shitty division. Yeah. And if you just make the playoffs, like I would be fucking furious if the Browns lost a playoff game. I remember when they lost in 2003 to the Steelers. I was fucking 13 years old, 14 years old. And no, I was was 13. I was a little bit before I turned 14. And I remember that day they lost. I was I was crushed. I was a young child, and I'm not a religious person. I remember I couldn't sleep that night. I swear to God, this is a true story. I laid in my bed at my old house. I was up. My room was upstairs in the in the the like the attic area, if you will. And I remember laying there. I just stared at the ceiling all night, and I just questioned God. And I just thought, there's no real God. There's no way we just fucking so lost. So that's when you lost. That's hundred. I'm not even kidding you. I remember that night very it's vividly. Funny when you can remember when you lost your religion. And yep. That was I, it. I laid up there all and right. I thought. There's no such thing as God because we the Browns lost this game. That's how crushing that is to me. And ever since then, the so-and-so God is just pissed on your fucking head because... Well, he was doing that beforehand. <laughs> I mean, hello. He, he Not only did he make us lose in the playoffs that year, he took the whole fucking team away in 1995. So there is no uh, sport God, I guess you could say, no, there's... at least. Um, not the upset, the religious that listen to us. So yeah, or too upset. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. What do you care? <laughs> And another home run by the Phillies, by the way. Oh, I really should stop talking. This was about a solo it. shot. Uh, so the Indians have just come out with shovels because they're Jay fucking Bruce burying of themselves. All people. Yeah, getting a little sweet revenge. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I truly did question God that night just because I was I was a young kid and I was so sad. Like I didn't understand. Like how do you lose that playoff game? We had it in the bag. We should have won that fucking game. I was so excited. And I've said it a million times, but I I truly mean it. I hate losing more than I like winning. I would wow. get I would get more. I would be more pissed if the Browns lost the Super Bowl than I would have joy for them winning the Super Bowl. That's I, I'm not fucking with you. That's really how I am. I hate losing so much. It pisses it's me off. Like when the Cavs were losing to the, the Warriors the first time, I went on Twitter. I ripped people new assholes. Even before the Cavs had a championship, we had already lost the year before, and I still talked shit to everybody because I fucking hate losing. I hate Is it. Is that when you got blocked by uh, Gilbert? Uh, no, that was years before. You want me to go into that one really no, quick? We told you about it already. I just, I wasn't sure. That oh, did I talk about that one on yeah, air? You did. Yeah, you did. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I hate, I just hate losing. I fucking hate it. I cannot stand it. When the Browns win a game, like the Browns won on Monday night. I went into work Tuesday, like whatever. Came home Monday night from watching the game at a friend's house. Greg Sherwood, shout out to Greg, friend of show. And I went right to sleep. I, you know, I watched the game ended. I, I didn't have any trouble falling asleep. When we lost week one to the Titans, I was online. I was pissed off. I was angry, angrily tweeting at different players. I was so fucking mad. Yeah. My anger got rid of my hangover. It cured me because I was so fucking mad. I see red when the Browns lose. It irritates me more than anything. We just didn't lose that game. We got our ass fucked. Yeah. And and, And now they're one and two. Exactly. Yeah. That hurts me more. Yep. So I, I just fucking hate losing. So yeah, I think the Browns making the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. I would be happy. To just at least you made it, you're gonna you know you're gonna improve. Like I, I I can't imagine Chiefs fans are mad that they lost in the playoffs last year. You still have to be very excited. You had the MVP. You have the most dynamic offense in football, and obviously you're gonna be a playoff team again this year. You know most likely. So I don't know. I just I don't like losing at all. I, it irritates me. So I don't believe in the um, what's the word? The like not participation trophy, but uh, um. Like when teams don't win, but they 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 act they try to take positives away from a loss. I forgot Minor the word. Victories. 
Yeah. Or I said, moral victories. Yeah, That's I texted it. you the night and said that. When, yeah, I couldn't. It? I had a brain fart there. I couldn't who, think of the who word. Was it that got eliminated from? Oh yeah, Boston. We eliminated Boston from the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. And I said, hey, minor victory, like no such thing. Yeah, there is no such thing. Like, <laughs> I, we either win. Nobody. I don't give a fuck about anybody else losing. I just want to win. So I like it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. The Browns making the playoffs. I would be more than ecstatic. However, if they did lose, I would be so fucking mad about it. It would take me at least a week to recover. <laughs> How many babies over or under ten would you punch? Uh, well over 10, well <laughs> over like 10's a, 10's a low, low starting number. I figured I'd give it like a normal starting point, <laughs> but all right, then we'll go 50 or 60, I guess. All right. So we have reached 55 minutes into the show and that of course is going to bring us towards the end, but without leaving, we are going to be getting into our week three picks because I've already done the math just to brace all of you people math is hard. Uh, before I get into it though. I want to say shout out to the people that are still surviving in the survivor picks. We still got a good turnout. Yeah. Everybody's winning so far. Everyone's advanced. Well, I mean, when you got fucking teams playing anybody playing Miami. You yeah. Pick that team. Your, your first like five weeks, it's relatively easy in a survivor. It's because now they've lost. Some of them have lost new England. They've lost, uh, Baltimore. They've lost Dallas. Yeah, why don't you fucking take some now chances they're gonna have to out there, Now getting some games where it's like, okay, these teams are pretty well matched up. I really have to, like, guess my shit right here. So that's what's going to be fun about it. It gets it gets way better. Early on, like I said, teams are picking easy ones. Like, uh, for me personally, the fact that nobody picked the Browns Monday night, I thought that was a fucking lock, and that was a perfect week to use the Browns. Because... And- we were going against a fucking backup quarterback. Because if you're that's that, the Cleveland mentality. Exactly. If you're that scared going against Trevor, goddamn... <laughs> that's his middle name. It's a burp. Trevor Simeon. These seltzers, dude, they get to me. That was a good one. I had that's to get that one out. you don't drink seltzers, man. Come mm. on. Your vagina says differently. But anyway... Uh, no, I actually dipped my vagina in these seltzers to kind of sweeten it up a little bit. It's delicious. <laughs> that old lady on the uh, on Facebook likes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Anyway, like I was saying, um, like it was a fucking lock to me facing Trevor Simeon. I, I immediately went home. Well, it was before I, I was at work, I think. And I went on Bovada. That's where I do my betting. And I saw Browns plus or Browns minus seven before the game started. And that was with Trevor Simeon already starting. And I was thought. Was it minus seven? I thought it was like more than that. It was seven when I bet. And it was okay. day of the game. Did you win? Uh, I only bet ten bucks, but I ended up winning like fourteen. So that's why I was like, "Fuck it!" I'll, I'll, I was so confident I didn't want to bet all my money just because if there was a fluke, like I bet based on everyone being healthy. So don't get me wrong; we could have started that game, and Baker could have broken his leg, and the next thing you know, the Browns do lose the game, or we only win by three, and then I lose my money. So I don't, I don't like to bet everything I have. So I threw ten bucks on it just because I was like, "Fuck it!" I'm, you know, the Browns are gonna win. Here's free money for myself. So I did that. But again, the fact that nobody in the keeper league picked. The jet or the Browns, it's like what the fuck? It's a lock, a lock of a win. But hey, some people are scared. I get it. It's the Cleveland mentality, and it's never gonna go away. I don't think until we seriously start winning consistently. And again, week one I think was kind of a fluky thing from the Browns. I think there was too much hype, and it, they just they they couldn't handle that much pressure for week one. Now it's starting to click. Guys didn't play together in the preseason. Now they're playing in full speed games, and I think everything's going to be fine. I think, I hope. Although the injuries do I scare hope. me. Yeah. I Christian hope. Kirksey out. David Njoku out. Uh, Demarius Randall is officially out right, on we, Sunday. We finally have a tight end that can block going in, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. That's what's going to help, and probably can catch better. Yeah. So, yeah, these injuries are very scary to me, but... I mean, that's part of football. Next man up. The Patriots don't get scared when they lose guys. As long as you have your, you know, your your top core players, we still have Garrett, we still have Baker, we have Chubb, we still have 
Oh, um, yeah, we still have Jarvis. Yeah, so we have, have Ward. We have all Ward, our receivers. Greedy. As long as your well, main guys. On the injured, they're, 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 they're questionable. questionable. I think they're going to be fine. But, you know, when you, as long as you're keeping some of your core people, you're going to be okay. Don't get me wrong. Demarius Randall and Kirksey are huge pieces of your defense. But that's why you spend draft picks on guys. That's why we brought in Mac Wilson. Well, Randall's you know what still I mean? concussion protocol, right? Yeah, he's st- he's officially out. He still isn't able to clear to play. Hopefully he's um, back next week. But yeah, it's it, this has been two weeks, so I would think he's going to be okay. Uh, but with that being said, let's get into our week three picks. After doing all the math, Kyle and I had an even 11 last week. We both tied, and that gives me 21, Kyle 19, so it's still very tight. Uh, I haven't added them in yet, but we already picked Jacksonville to end last week's show, so we both have wins at least going forward. So there will be nobody going winless this week, at least. So we got that going for us. If we, if one of us goes winless, there should be like a side punishment for that. I agree. That's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. You can't get one out of, you know, even with bye weeks, you're still getting 10 games at least. like a tramp so. stamp or something across your lower back. Don't tempt me. I would do it for free. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, first game, we'll get to Bengals-Bills. Bengals 0-2, Bills 2-0 at home. Uh, they've had a pretty Pretty easy schedule to start the season off, if I may say so myself, for the Bills. I'm not buying them as a legit team. Um, however, I think they're walking away 3-0 because Cincinnati is that fucking terrible. So yeah, they're I'm, playing the varsity I'm taking the Buffalo team. Bills, yeah, Buffalo. personally. Ba- Buffalo, for sure. Kyle, as well. So, Buffalo, that was a pretty easy one. I need Buffalo one. to have some really good games this Something week. tells me when they play a team like New England, when they play a little tougher opponents, they're going to kind of snap back to reality. And I guess we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong, but... I rarely am, as Kyle said earlier. I mean, that wasn't me. That was Kyle. I'm just quoting yeah. what you want from me. I'm just feeding that ego. Um, next game up, we have Bronk. I'm sorry, Dolphins going to Dallas. Dolphins obviously are the worst team in NFL history, in my opinion. Um, you want to bet some money? You should bet. You should bet Miami in this one. You bet like two dollars, you get a lot of money back if they cover. I'm good because I'd be better off flushing my money down the toilet. <laughs> um, I think Dallas could bench all their starters and still win this fucking game. That's how bad Miami is. Miami did pull the plug on Ryan Fitz Ryan Fitzpatrick, so it was a Fitz bad week for magic, anybody named Fitzpatrick yeah. in in Miami. Uh, you either got benched or you got traded. So. <laughs> They are rolling with Josh Rosen, who I did like coming out of college, but the guy's been dealt a fucking raw deal. I'm pretty deal. sure you're on the record saying you wanted the Browns to draft him. I did. 100%. Really? Um, because this was all before pre-draft shit, and my pre-draft rankings, Josh Rosen, I thought was the best prospect coming out. And we'll never know now at this point, because he's like the D- David Carr, because he was in <laughs> yeah. Arizona, yeah. who was the worst team in, in football last year. They had a shitty O-line. They had shitty coaching. They had, you know... David Johnson got hurt for the year. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald was kind of banged up, wasn't healthy. Uh, I think Christian Kirk, it was his rookie year last year. He missed most of the season too. So they they dealt with a lot of shit in Arizona. And then fast forward one year later, they have the number one pick in the draft. They dump Josh Rosen. They draft Kyler Murray. Rosen gets sent to Miami, who again, worst team in football before. And they trade Larry Tunsil. They now trade Minka Fitzpatrick. So they're, they're tanking completely. But it just sucks for Rosen because he has nothing around him. Right. So, you know, unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to get to see the uh, true talent of Josh Rosen. I think he was a damn good quarterback coming out, and I would have liked him on the Browns. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad about Baker Mayfield at all. But, you know, when you go into a draft, I am very open about who I like, and I am more than happy to eat crow. And I would have taken Josh Rosen if it was me with the number one pick. And I also would have taken um, Bradley Chubb over – uh, Denzel Ward. That would have been my first two picks. He hasn't personally. panned out so well either. Uh, yeah, they're getting off to a slow start in Denver, but again, it's kind of the same thing. They're kind of a shitty team, and he needs the help from Von Miller that Von Miller's not having that great of a year either. Yeah. 
So I think him and Garrett would have been a different story, but I mean, we'll never know. That just that's who I would have taken personally if it was me drafting. And you know, I don't want to shit on a Cleveland guy because I I'm a, I'm a homer. But Denzel Ward has been kind of getting picked on this year in the past game, and he's not looked as sharp as he did last year. So, you know, he's got some stepping up to do as well. But he's I mean, afraid of those concussions. I think so too. But it's it's your sophomore year, uh, rust. There's always the sophomore slump. Doesn't matter your position. So maybe that's what Ward's going through right now. I hope he gets things back on track. But we'll see. Anyway, back to the picks. I am obviously going to go Dallas here. I think that's a no brainer. I think I don't even need to speak for nope. Kyle, but Dallas is the pick. Uh, game number two, we have the 0-2, should be 1-1 one one Denver Broncos taking on the hometown Green Bay Packers, who are 2-0. and Me, personally, I'm going Packers on this one. Packers', Packers. defense looks legit. Packers uh, look Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, they seem to be on the same page. That offense is actually clicking after a very slow week one, but that was without uh, any preseason snaps. I am going Green Bay, and Kyle is as well. Uh, now we get into some tougher ones. We have the one and one Falcons taking on the one and one home Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Falcons looked really bad week one, week two they looked like a fucking Super Bowl team. They looked great. Uh, Indy has looked good every week so far, week one and two. And I think I think Indy has a good chance of being a decent team. It's just they're in a good division, they're in a good spot there. But I think not having an elite quarterback is going to be their their downfall. But for this week. I am going to go with the Falcons. Wow, you really thought about that one for a second. Because I, I truly did. I was debating that. <laughs> I kind of wanted to go with the hometown team, but at the same time, I just think you're in a dome, so there's no weather advantage or anything like that. The Falcons play in a dome, so they're very comfortable. I just think they have a little bit more firepower on offense that's going to be able to put them ahead. I'm going Colts on this one. All right, here's, um, our, here's a split. I think uh, I think Indy is still a real deal team. Um, they can still move the ball up and down the field. Their defense is kind of getting it right now. I think they they're win. without Darius Leonard, though. Right. I still think they take the one. So that's a huge loss for them. That's arguably their best defense yep. player. But uh, good pick there. I, I was I was on the fence, truthfully. Yeah. yeah this one can go either way. Uh, now we have the game of the week, in my opinion. As even as a Browns fan, this game, <laughs> I hate to say it, this game should be the Sunday night game. Ravens and Chiefs. Yeah, it's this crazy. is a fucking loaded game, dude. That's crazy. It really is. I mean, you got two of the best two two and O teams. Two quarterbacks, both looking like MVP candidates. Obviously, they both it's two look weeks. like the same fucking player. And because, not even just because I hate Baltimore, so I'll shit on them a little bit. But um, Lamar Jackson and the and the Baltimore Ravens, they have faced the Miami Dolphins and the shitty Arizona Cardinals, who again just had the number one overall pick. So they were t- technically they were the worst team in football last year, and that's who the Ravens have played weeks one and two. Chiefs, however, have played Oakland and uh, I forgot who they played week one. Do you remember? Oh, um, they played. No, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Either way, uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. I got to go with the hometown team. Oh yeah, the Notre Dame Georgia game just started. And that started second quarter. They're up seven nothing against Georgia. Oh, it's at second. Oh yep. shit, I thought it's at first. Damn, tight game. Um, but yeah, so Baltimore I think hasn't had a real challenge. And the the fucked up thing, I don't want to sound like a nitpicker. I, I know I'm going to sound like a hater for saying all this, but if you look at Lamar Jackson's highlight touchdowns and plays, those guys are fucking wide open because they're playing against shitty teams. Like his touchdowns, every every person he got the ball deep to was a broken coverage. Yeah, his touchdowns to Brown. Brown was wide open. He didn't yeah. put the ball on a dime. There's nobody over the top. There was a was touchdown against nothing. the Cardinals last week to their tight end uh, Mark Andrews, wide open on the fucking seam. Yep. Like there's just nobody covering these guys. So it's not like they're amazing plays by Lamar Jackson. It's just here's a ten yard sl- uh, slant route. I'm going to hit you in the middle, and you do the rest of the work, and it's worked out. Don't get me wrong. It's better than what the Browns' offense is doing. 
However, we haven't had guys wide open like that yet. While you say this should be the Sunday night game, I don't think it's going. I don't think it should be because I think it's a very lopsided competition. Kansas City takes the win easily. I think so too. I, I think Baltimore is going to finally remember what it's like to play a real football team. Yeah. And Lamar's maybe going to have a touchdown or two. He might run for maybe 30, 40 yards. He's going to get his numbers. Yeah, the Chiefs defense isn't that great. So he, but honestly, it, it's going to be fantasy, a fantasy. Don't pick any of these defenses. I think it's going to be a barn burner. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a barn burner. But it's, I, I think Baltimore doesn't have enough to keep up with them. Um, and Kansas City is just going to run all over them. So we have a consensus of Kansas City on yeah. that one. Next up, we have a. Uh, I would say a snooze fest, personally. Uh, Raiders-Vikings in Minnesota. I think the Raiders blow. I think their week one win was a fluke. Uh, Minnesota did lose last week to the Packers, uh, but I think Minnesota's going to turn it around a little bit. And the one thing about the Vikings is they did go down, like, I don't remember, 17-0 at halftime or 21-0, something like that. And in the second half, they they almost got all those points back. So it's not like Minnesota got blown out or anything like that. I think Minnesota's a decent team. I again, I think they're a legitimate playoff team. You know, possible Super Bowl contender for NFC. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings at home. I hate to agree with you because that's it's like this week's weird. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings as well. Like I said, it's like the eliminator picks. We're we're eventually going to get to some matchups where yeah. we're, we're going to be split like. That fucking Indy Falcons game. There's going to be a week where every game is going to be that absolutely. Tight. And yeah, no, o- Oakland's. Oakland's overrated. Uh, here's another lock of the week. Patriots, Jets. I mean, do I even have to go into this one? Or are you not no, taking the Patriots? Talk about it for a second. Fucking Luke Falk yeah, and fuck the fucking that. Jets. So I'm going with New England. Darn- is Darnold back this week? No, I don't think so. They expect him to be out at least like okay. a couple of weeks. Uh, next up, we have Lions at Eagles. Lions are 1-0-1. Oh, Eagles are 1-1 one one at home. Uh, the line is Philly minus five. So they're kind of projecting Philly to get like a you know decent win. Um Philly is pretty banged up. They are missing Alshon Jeffrey, and they're not. Exp- they don't have Deshaun Jackson either. Uh, Doesn't matter. You got Ertz though. That's all. You yeah, need. you still have Zach Ertz. You have Nelson Aguilar. You have your rookie running back Miles Sanders. You have Jordan Howard. You obviously have Carson Wentz, who, as long as he could stay healthy, I think he's a great quarterback, legit MVP contender. Uh, their defense is pretty stacked. Detroit has played really shitty. Their win last week against Chargers, last minute comeback game. Very, very slow game. Again, they pissed away a win against the Cardinals week one. Uh, I don't think the Lions are very good. I'm going with the Eagles on this one. Uh, agree. Especially Eagles. at home. Yeah. E- Eagles by – I'd say Eagles are going to score 28-7 to 7 probably win. Yeah. Uh, now we have the Panthers traveling without Cam Newton to Arizona to take on Kyler Murray. What a shit show this and, game's going Yeah, this be. one's bad. Uh, however, I just think I'm going with the hometown. I think the rookie quarterback – going against the shitty other rookie quarterback. I think he's a rookie. I got to pick before you sometimes because I feel like... Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 yeah, yeah. You already said who you're picking. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm I picking agree. the Cardinals. I'm, I'm taking Arizona. From here on out, okay, so that hit all of a... Well, that is a 4 o'clock game, but fuck it. We'll give the rest of the games. Kyle's going first. I always forget about that. I just get in a zone and I start rambling and I don't even realize it. Uh, no, honestly, I agree, though. Arizona, by, I think they're going to win. It's going to be a, a decent, shitty game to watch, but I think Kyler Murray's going to have a, a coming out party. I agree. Uh, speaking of coming out, uh, Daniel Jones uh, is the new starter in the for the Giants. They've side officially note, benched. Side note: Does Eli is Eli going to retire? Uh, I would think he has to. As much as he would want to go out on top, I just don't think the market's going to be there for him for another team. And the only teams, in my opinion, that look for veteran quarterbacks are bad teams. Look at the Dolphins. Who'd the Dolphins sign? Ryan Fitzpatrick. They didn't draft a guy to bring in. Then they traded for Rosen. So they're not drafting people. They're going after, you know, seasoned players, I if you Pittsburgh, will. Pittsburgh should go uh, trade for him. Pittsburgh? Uh, 
you know, again, they're banking on the rapist to come back next year. Uh, ben, not Antonio uh, that, Brown. Sorry, the yeah, yeah. For we're, we're getting to the Alex. point now where you have to specify which rapist you're talking about in Pittsburgh. It's, it's getting hard bad. to really decipher out there. You know what happened to the good old days in Pittsburgh, where everybody just fucked their family members, and you didn't have to worry about raping people because your family and cousins were all willing participants. Those family reunions were a fucking hit out there. Yeah, literally, they literally were hitting each other in the vaginas. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I think the Giants are going to win this game. Uh, I think uh, his first start, he's going to show. Uh, He's going to show up and do well. I think the Giants take this one. I I'm going to go opposite. I think the Buccaneers right. are going to let Jameis Winston kind of cut loose here on offense, and I think it's going to Winston's be going to taste that W. I think so. I think he he's going to get Mike Evans involved. I think I'm just going with the gut instinct here. Does Mike so. Evans still play football? I haven't seen him yet. He does. Year. Unfortunately, Bruce Arians has uh, put the Harry Potter invisible cloak on him, and you can't see the motherfucker anymore. <laughs> um, but I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's my pick. Kyle's going with the Giants. Yep. We got a split decision here, ladies and gents. This could this could, this could tie it up at the end of the week here. This is it. It's getting we tight. Two, we got two opposite picks there. Next game, pretty decent one. I wouldn't mind watching. Texans at Chargers. Kyle, take I, it away. I honestly think it's gonna be it's gonna be a shootout. I think both offenses are pretty good, but at the end of the day, it comes down to I think the the experience. I think the Chargers take the win. Uh, I think I am going to. Go opposite, just for another, fun. just for shits and just giggles. Just for shits right. and gigs. You you thought about the Chargers, though, didn't you? I did. I mean, I like the Chargers. I like Philip Rivers a lot. He's always been one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. However, I don't know. I watched them piss away the game against the the Lions the other day, yeah. and week one they 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 beat the 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 Colts at home. However, it wasn't an easy win for the Chargers. So I just I don't know. For some reason, I don't feel like the Chargers. That's why I think the Chargers have it win is because they, they they knew they played like shit last week. Right. So well, they played out, like shit two gonna, weeks basically. Well, they're going to come out this week and they're going to show what's going on. I think yeah, the Chargers won that one. I'm going to go with the Texans. I just think they have a high powered offense. Could be a big I think swing week right this, here. This could be a good one here. I am going to go with Houston. I just think uh, Deshaun Watson's got a couple more weeks under his belt with uh, Laramie Tunsil. They now are getting acquainted with Duke Johnson. You obviously have uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Will Fuller's healthy. I'm just going to go with just a gut feeling. I, I, fantasy wise, I hope I hope Houston wins because I've got Deshaun and Hopkins on one team. So I mean, I'm good with that. But for this, I'm at Chargers. One. Uh, next up, we have a, another shit game. We have Pittsburgh uh, Steelers against the hometown of San Francisco 49ers. We kind of briefed this game a little bit earlier, so I'll let Kyle go. I think this one might be 49ers. a sweep. Yeah, this one's 49ers. 49ers. I, uh, the, they've been playing out of their minds. They've also had a pretty easy first couple of weeks. Jimmy Garoppolo is finding his way. Yeah, against fucking shitty defenses, the Bengals. I mean, yeah, if everybody another could, shitty defense. If only the Browns out. could play the Bengals week two, you know, right. or if week one. If only the Browns could play who Baltimore played the first Yeah, give me that schedule. What the fuck, fuck guys? Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's a clean sweep there for the Niners. I think that one should be a pretty easy game, especially at home. Uh, next up, a pretty good one, but it's going to be tough because obviously no Drew Brees. You have the New Orleans Saints at Seattle. Yeah, Seattle takes this one. You're taking Seattle? Uh, I just think that the first week under center, I don't think Bridgewater is going to do so well. Um, you got the offense, but they're not clicking. I think Seattle's an established team. Russell Wilson's going to control that game. I think he's going to win. Yeah, because the, the the Saints have come out and been pretty weird. Sean Payton won't commit to a starting quarterback, so he has already come out and said they're going to kind of go with a two-quarterback mixture of Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater. And I don't know how that's going to look. That, I don't worked, know how that's, that's going to work. every time someone's done that before. Yeah. I don't think it's going to work out as well as they're planning on it. I think you kind of need to just play 
So what play old-fashioned football. They're going to play normal quarterback when Bridgewater's in. They're going to play a wildcat when they bring the other one in. Is that what they're going to Or do? they might let him throw it a little bit. I really don't know what their game plan is. Maybe they literally do just stick with Teddy Bridgewater as their main quarterback or and Sean Payne's kind of fucking pe- okay. with people. I, think I don't really know. So I uh, – I also have to go with Seattle on this one. Yeah. I just think I, I, I think I New mean, Orleans is going to need game, but it's, yeah, I think yeah. New Orleans is going to need a week or two to kind of figure things out. Life without Drew Brees is a hard one, and they have never experienced this. The guy's missed three games, I think, in his his tenure with the Saints, if I'm not it's mistaken. Pretty good standing record. And if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I, I saw the the stat on Sunday, and I was kind of blown away. All against the the Panthers, his only three missed games, Carolina games. That is a weird stat. Wow. But I think it's more so because they've already locked up the division, so he sits in that Week 17 game, and it's typically a division game. So I think that's just why it's worked out that way. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, in his three missed games for the Saints, it's been against the Panthers. Wow. So I just think they're going to need a little bit of time to figure out their get their footing without Drew This is Drew not going to be the year for the Saints. Yeah, so I'm going with Seattle as well. Uh, wrapping things up with the final two games we have. Uh, we'll do Monday night. We'll end with the Browns just because you know we're a Cleveland-based show. Uh, so Monday night, snooze fest. We have the Bears one and one against the zero and two Redskins. Um, truth be told, I may not even turn this game on if I'm being honest with you. Monday <laughs> night, I swear to God, can watch some wrestling, some Raw. Or I probably will. Um, I'm honestly, I'm gonna go. Chicago has so underperformed this year. It's it's insane. I thought Chicago would come out with that defense and just light it up, but in this game, I'm I'm taking the Bears. I am too. I, I uh, the Bears are a legit team. They really are. I know they've kind of struggled these first couple of weeks, but um, I just think that defense is too good. I think the the Redskins are so young, and they're just not that talented. Truth be told, so I I have to go with the Bears. It should be a you know maybe a tight game, maybe kind the of fun Bears. to watch. But I just I don't know. I'm not. I don't give a shit about it. So both going with Chicago. The Bears. And now here it is, ladies and germs. Let's get down to the Bears. Or I'm sorry, I was reading Oof. that. I was reading the the wrong line. We are going with the Rams, two and zero, coming into the one and one Cleveland Browns at First Energy Stadium, Sunday Night Football. The Browns obviously struggled Week One at home. Week Two under the lights, Monday Night Football. They looked decent, didn't look dominant. And then you're going into week three. You are really under the lights where you are national television. Well, you have to have lights. It's basic cable. You don't have to. I mean, it would be more fun to watch in the dark. Glow in the dark football? But, uh, yeah, glow in the dark. I, I would watch that. Glow in the dark, Nerf football NFL. <laughs> um, Whistle, Nerf. Yeah, of course. you got to hear it. Uh, so then you have the Browns and the Rams. Tough one. This is a tough one. This is a real match for the Browns. Browns are banged up. I don't want to make excuses or anything like that, but this is definitely going to be a hard matchup. Kyle, I'll let you uh, give your answer before I get to go. Drum roll. Rams, take it. I think the Rams are going to win by a touchdown. It's going to be a fun game to watch, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to be too much for the Browns to overcome this week. Sorry. I uh, My... My fan in me really wants to pick the Browns. Like, in the worst way, I'm such a cocky <laughs> motherfucker. I want to pick oh, the Browns. I mean, absolutely. I'm and I just want to talk shit. And I want to say, I'm not scared of the fucking Rams. Yeah. However, the way the Browns have been playing, I haven't reached that point where I'm confident every week. Like, if I was a Chiefs fan this game, I would be like, fuck yeah, Chiefs are going to win. Why wouldn't we? We're dominant. Browns haven't showed me that yet, so I'm nope. still very weary about everything. I would be happy to lose this one. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I would, I w- you could put it on a fucking buffet. I will eat as much crow as I have to for making a wrong pick. But the Browns don't have to go through a punishment like we have to at the end yeah. of the season. So. And <laughs> like I said, I, I am a uh, show-me-what-you-can-do kind of guy. And if the Browns, they've yet to show me what they can do. So until they do, I have to pick against them in, in games like this against. So we agree. Not 
I mean, this is, like I said, this is a legit team. They were the NFC champions of, of 2018 last year. They represented the NFC in the Super Bowl. They're a good team. They're a legit team. The Browns are up and coming. The Browns have a lot of uh, hype, but they have yet to put that hype together. And I hate to say it, but I also, yeah, I am going with the Rams. So let me write those down. We got a couple of a couple of LARs coming down on the page here. And that's a wrap for our week three pickums, where this could make or break, not make or break, but this could, uh, could be a big change swing things in the a little season bit. Right Definitely here. could be. Uh, with that being said, if you are listening to this, you're obviously not going to see us, but we're going, or you're not going to be able to join us live because you won't hear this until we're done. But we are going to do a quick Facebook Live video just for shits and giggles after the episode to kind of interact with people and just kind of recap what we just talked about. And I'm not sure how many people are going to be out there wanting to watch it. Yeah, Saturday it's night, nine o'clock at night okay. on a Saturday. We're going to have a drink, probably another shot, hang out, talk yeah. some shit, and catch some flies in the air. Yeah, I, uh, I I enjoy doing the videos. I like getting interactive and everything, yeah. but. But doing it while you're trying to record the show, I think kind of it, it kind of waters down the show for listeners because if I'm listening to a podcast, I don't want to hear people going like, "Oh, what that guy say? Oh, okay, let's talk about that." I don't know. I want to I want a smooth flowing show, and then I'll go into the Facebook thing. So I think that's a better way to do it for us. And we, uh, we still might have so often record. Yeah, it we'll depends. still do some, but because uh, it is fun every once in a while to mix and match like that. But uh, I do think we are gonna do some wrap-up shows afterwards, and that's what we're going to do. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're a little over. We're about an hour 20, so perfect. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Please rate, review the show, iTunes, Podbean, wherever Apple bullshit podcasts can be found. Google Play Store, uh, email us, talking about balls, Facebook. Uh, I've said it a thousand times if I've said it once, and word of mouth is so valuable to the show. So please, if you have the time, if you enjoy the show, uh, maybe make a personal post about it on your Facebook page. You know what I mean? Tag us, tag the show in it, tell people to listen to it. Little things like that truly go a long way. We appreciate everything. Uh, I can't stress that enough. I'm very sincere when I say that. I know I am a huge dickhead on the show and in real life for that matter. Most people in this basement can attest to that. But um, I do really appreciate any positive feedback from a show that I do, whether it be this podcast, my other podcast, whatever. I We do do it for support and for entertainment for other people and if you feel that way let us know let other people know that you're enjoying it because that's only going to make it better so thank you guys for listening that is going to wrap up this week's show go browns even though we're not expecting much from them uh we're going to go facebook live here in a minute sound good kyle got nothing else all right awesome thanks guys see ya